flowers for Algernon. A kind mouse in a maze, innocent and searching for love and approval from everyone, including himself, finding poetry and passion along the way, as well as dead ends and a fear of the unknown. All right, Flowers for Algernon. So, it is, I would just say, a general fiction book, but it is listed as a science fiction book. We'll get into that. I will also let you know there are spoilers later on. Of course, I'll let you know right before they happen, but there are spoilers later on in this. Uh, it is written by Daniel Keyes. There was a short story that he wrote originally, and that came out in 1959. The novel came out in 1966. And this novel is actually a movie cover, which I did not know until last week. Um, there was the first movie that came out, Charlie, um, as you can see there. Charlie came out in 1968. And then a movie called Flowers for Algernon came out in 2000. I have no desire to see the one that came out in 2000. I have a little desire to see the one that came out in 1968. If I could find it sometime, then maybe I will check it out. But the one that came out in 2000 doesn't look very good from what I saw, but I didn't do a lot of research into either of them. But I think the one that came out in 1968 probably has a little more of the spirit of, of this. Um, but let's get into it. What is Flowers for Algernon? <laughs> um, I mean, it's humbling, it's empathetic, it's questioning, it's challenging, and it's also subtle. To summarize what it's about, without getting into spoilers, those are for later, uh, we have Charlie, who's a 32-year-old man with very low IQ. They tell you specifically what it is. I think it's like 68 or something. It's I don't even know what's supposed to be good for uh, IQ, but... Uh, it's low, he is, he is a man, and he comes into contact with a mouse named Algernon, who has been going through some experiments to raise his IQ, and because they seem successful on the mouse, the scientists decided that maybe it was time to move on to a human subject. Charlie is that subject, the first human subject in this experiment. It is a story about morals and ethics and nature and nurture, amongst a lot of other things. But that is really all I can say to summarize the book. Going back to the sci-fi thing, it's interesting because... Daniel Keyes even won awards, like the, what was it, the Hugo Nebula Award or whatever. There was like two awards he won that are so, like science fiction novel like awards. I don't understand how this fits into science fiction at all. In the 60s, I, I still don't get it. I think it probably makes a little more sense, but not a lot more sense for me. But that's... What it is, it's, it's a science fiction novel is what it's listed as um, in winning those awards. It was framed as that and read as that and considered as that as a science fiction novel. I would say it's just a general novel, just a just general fiction. Um, 
I think just because they have this like experiment that happens, I, that you don't get into like any crazy fantastical like, oh he was bit by a radioactive spider like that sounds more science fictiony than this does by far. They don't go into the details exactly of like what they did for the experiment or we did we did a little bit of this like there's a little bit in there but there's nothing like to me science fictiony. Um, and I enjoy science fiction, and I, and I just don't I just don't know how this fits into there. So that's one interesting thing about it. Uh, I just I don't know how that fits in, but apparently it does. I've got one quote to share with you before we kind of move on here, but I'm gonna sneeze, and I always leave. <coughs> I always leave the sneeze in. Um, so. Oh, the quote. It's not meant for man to know more than was given to him. That's, that's a quote from the middle of the book from a very incredibly minor character that pretty much only shows up right then. And it's something to ponder, for sure. It definitely goes into that nature-nurture argument. It's one of the few times that I feel like something is very pointedly challenging you as a reader... I think that, uh, I mentioned the book is very subtle. I mentioned it's challenging and questioning, though. And, like, I think as a reader, you you are challenged a lot by this book. And it's one of the reasons I love it. But it's, it's subtle and it's soft and very gentle, uh, the way that it challenges you. This is, like, one of the only moments I can think of that it's like, here's a direct, like, question. Or here's a direct, like, statement that is going to make you think about things and force you to ask questions and whatever else. That generally just doesn't happen here, for the most part, which is a good thing. I think the way that it's written is just beautiful. But but yeah, that that's one thing that happens. Uh, and I think it, it's done well. It's just one of those few instances that I can point to to say this right here. This is one of the major topics of the book. Um, I think that... It should be required reading for almost any for, for almost anybody. If you have a little bit of empathy in you as a human, which I think most of us do, I think you need to read this book. Just point blank, that's where we're at. Uh, if you are, are void of empathy, then there's no point in you wasting your time reading this book. Uh, if you don't mind being a little sad, because uh, I think it's so human and so, again, gentle... And, oh man, it's just such a human book. That's the thing. It is such a human book. The experiences that Charlie has and other people have around him are just, yeah, incredibly human. So they, they definitely bring out a lot of opportunity to exercise empathy, and, and it, it, it humbles you as a reader. Um, it has a very strong challenge to you, or several, but it is done in a subtle way. So... I think that if you really enjoy a book that is going to challenge you, food for thought, getting existential, getting introspective, reflective, uh, then this book is really, really, really for you. If that's something that you don't generally seek out, this book is still very, very for you because you probably need a little bit of that. And I think the way that this does it is so natural. It's not some hardcore philosophy book and that's just... It's funny, though, because the very first page before the book starts actually has, I think it's some Aristotle 
Oh, maybe it's Plato. Let me let me double check here. It's Plato from the Republic, uh, which makes a lot more sense after you've read the book, but it's not even a full page of writing. But um, it, it doesn't attack you. It, it doesn't force and push challenges on you in a way, in a strong way. There are strong challenges in a subtle way. So I, I, this is why I think it's required reading. Like, I had to read it in high school. I was glad I did. I didn't read it again for years and years. I don't know how many years, maybe 10 years. Uh, when I was an adult, I had read it again, and it just got sadder. And then I read it again, and it just got more sad. <laughs> uh, I think upon this reading, which I think is my fourth reading, um, it wasn't as sad, but it was still a journey. And, um, yeah, it, it definitely... it it. it Pulls of the old heartstrings there, for sure. And again, it it challenges you. And I think that's what's really important. I would say this is an important book. Yes, this is a very important book. Uh, this is why I think it's required reading for anybody. It's why I think, like, it's why it's on, it's top shelf for me. Top shelf book. Um, it's, again, just beautifully written. So, it's written through progress reports it's kind of journal diary style writing so it's all through first person perspective through charlie which gets really interesting but it doesn't feel like that sometimes because the journal entries fluctuate and can be fairly long um but in that uh, you kind of just can get lost and not remember, like, oh, yeah, this is a journal entry. So I, I think that's good. Um, again, it is just... Yeah, the, the, the writing in here is, is wonderful, beautiful, the character building, the plot, the um, ideas in here for the time. I mean, there's some praise for the book. Strikingly original... Um, Convincing, suspenseful, and touching. What was the other one? Absorbing, immensely original, going to be read for a long time to come, which I agree with. But, I mean, it's, it's superb writing, and it's just a great story in and of itself. And uh, I, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Like, I can't think of a criticism for it. I have not read the short story that it came from. I think it's interesting that there was a seven-year gap to develop this novel, uh, from that short story, I'm glad that it happened though, and I'm curious, and I would like to find that short story and read it. I'm sure it's online somewhere, but I haven't looked yet. Uh, I, I would really like to get my hands on that because I, I think that would just be really interesting. So again, it's it's top shelf. I think it's a I think it's an important book. I think again, it's required reading. I think that people should read this book. It is short. It is not a long read. It is a pretty simple read. On top of it. Um, but it will get you discussing things with other people and with yourself and trying to figure out how you feel about certain topics that are essential to humanness. And again, nature and nurture, morals and ethics, um, those things come up here, but again, so natural and so subtle, that's such a strength to this book. Now I'm going to get into spoilers. So... This is where I do that, and then we get into spoilers. So, I don't want 
to get into a whole lot here, but to go through the book a little bit. So we have Charlie. Um, he is 32-year-old man, low IQ. He's taking some courses at an adult center for mentally challenged folks. Um, and... And... Um, he, his sister has basically, he's, she's the only one that they can reach. Some people want to do an experiment. Um, his teacher kind of thinks that he's a good candidate because he is so eager to learn. He wants to learn really bad. And his sister is the person that they reach out to next of kin um, that they could find. And she gives permission for this to happen, which is one of those questions of ethics and morality is like how can you decide for this other person because they can't decide for themselves and there's some of those things that make sense like yeah you need to take care of this person because they necessarily can't do everything they need to by themselves they can't make certain decisions by themselves um in order to stay healthy etc so she opts for this to happen he gets the the surgery the experiment happens he gets way smart smarter than anyone ever and with that, though, he realizes he's so emotionally immature and he can't handle these things. And he's like, tr his emotions are trying to catch up with his brain. And he like falls in love with his, his teacher. Uh, kind of like a reverse Nightingale effect, I guess. Um, and then all that is taken away from him. Just to, just to be brief, like... He loses his intelligence eventually, and he knows that he's slipping, and he finds the problem in, in their research and what they didn't account for and why he's slipping, because he kept the mouse, he kept Algernon, and was kind of monitoring his progress and realized, oh, he's declining, that's going to happen to me. And he struggles with that, of course, like that's such a huge thing of just like, like someone struggling with death. Right? Like, this is a type of death. The Charlie that he has become, that he knows, that he is aware of, is going to die and be the other Charlie that he used to be. That he doesn't really want to be and doesn't really remember much of. And there's this whole other thing that comes into play with memory, too. Is like, well, is it going to be okay because he's not going to remember anything anyway? But you don't know what he is going to remember and what he doesn't remember, but that's an agonizing existence for the time that he realizes that he is losing his intelligence and that he is going to wind up where he was before or with possibly less IQ than he had before and that he might not remember anything that happened and it's just like if he can't remember it it brings up to this this thing for me like when people say oh it's better to have loved and lost than not have loved at all you're supposed to treat memories with a type of reverence and experiences with a, a, a type of um, I don't know what other word to use but just with, with, with a type of reverence and learn from them and you're glad you had them etc and I don't feel that way a lot of the time I feel like that time it, depending, it depends on how that time ended I have a really hard time saying goodbye to friends, even when I'm like, visiting with friends. It's really hard for me to say goodbye. And like having experiences and friendships and stuff, um, or, or romantic relationships that were very, very, very um, good <laughs> or like at the time, and then having those end, 
I most times wish I didn't have those good experiences because it it the extremes, right? You're on a high and then you end up being at a low. Whereas if you didn't have the experience at all, you could just be somewhere in the middle the whole time. You have nothing to recover from once the damage is done. So that's another thing that it brings up for me is that question. Because like if, if you don't even remember it, then like, okay, I guess, yeah. It's, yeah, you don't remember it, it's fine. Um, but during that time, again, it's just such mental anguish he must be going through just being like, I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose it. Um, it brings up the question of consent as well with his sister. There's some familiar relationship stuff in here that's just super intense as well. And just forgive and forget type stuff, turning the other cheek, like uh, settling what you might feel are debts. And again, this book just makes it just there's so much humanness in this book that it, it just challenges you to, to ask yourself, well, what would I do? How would I feel? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, or is it just something that I want to change? Not necessarily good or bad, but do I want to be that person? Is that in line with my values? And it, it makes you question those things. Um, what would you do? I don't really know what else to say about it, but it's just that I needed to fit that in there. I really wanted to talk about that, being the, the spoiler of, like, he he ends up losing this intelligence, and he's aware of it, too. And it's just, it's such a short part of the book, but it is that part that's, like, so packed with pain. Huh. <sighs> It's heavy, and it doesn't feel that heavy, and that's one of the, the, the things I love about it and why it's so charming. But again, it's a must-read. you got to do it. Flowers for Algernon.